Hi, this is Dr. Bud Pierce, and welcome to Oregon Crossroads, where we talk about public policy matters, and of course, everything right now is consumed with the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, as you know, I'm a medical oncologist in private practice. I have a number of hospital affiliations, and I'm speaking uh, on my views and not representing anyone. So again, the news on the COVID-19 pandemic from a medical perspective keeps getting better and better in Oregon and in our nation. Now again, uh, in Oregon, we've had a total of 58 deaths, which translates to about 15 deaths per 1 million people. We're almost there. Uh, we feel bad about any person who loses their life prematurely, but that is a low number. That is a low number. Our hospitals are pretty much empty in preparation for the surge of potential COVID-19 patients, which happily isn't happening. We believe we're in the surge period now. The early estimates were surged by Easter. Other estimates surged by the first week in May. We're clearly in it. And during this surge, a number of cases of COVID-19 patients seems to be falling in our hospitals, thousands of open beds in our state, hundreds of ICU beds available, not looking like, not looking like we're gonna need them. Now, I'm not involved in our particular hospital's planning and resumption of normal activities, but some of these semi-elective surgeries, breast cancer surgery that were put on hold, some radiation treatments are starting to come back. So again, evidence that things are heading back toward normal. We noticed that even in New York, where Governor Cuomo uh, describes the situation as improving, that New York is sending ventilators, the machines that help people breathe when they have severe pneumonia, out of the state to other states for their use. So again, it's looking better and better from the pandemic perspective, and we should be reassured by that. Now, what I'd like to do at this point is to talk to you a little bit about the biology of the infection. And I know this sounds kind of bad because you don't really want to go to school right now, although our children should be in school and they're getting educated at home. But let me talk to you about it so you understand it in a human context and a framing that'll make sense to you and hopefully take away some of this unease and fear. So we're part of the tapestry of life on this planet, human beings. The coronavirus is part of the tapestry of life in this planet. There, it's not here to harm us. It has a role in nature. We don't necessarily know that role, but it has a role. Interestingly, not much known about viruses. Um, the coronavirus, we believe, was first present sometime between 10,000 and 55 million years ago. Big gap. Uh, obviously not a lot known. I would suspect millions of years ago. And its natural reservoir, where it lives and doesn't bother the animal where it lives in, are in bats and in birds. Bats and in birds. And so in terms of the current situation with an infectious coronavirus or COVID-19, uh, the first virus that developed that could really bother human beings in a serious way seems to have developed in 1986. Now the coronavirus was first identified in chickens in 1930s, caused a cold in chickens, and in humans, causing colds in humans in the 1960s. But we believe that in 1986, that within a bat species, that there had, up to that point, there had been four coronavirus types that we had identified. One of them mutated or changed, and it stayed in the bats. But this is the one, this form of the coronavirus is what led to the SARS pandemic in China in the early 2000s. And what happens was that the bats who aren't sick from the coronavirus, the virus would be in their excrement or feces, 
and it was actually eaten by an animal called the civet, C-I-V-E-T, in China, and it's a mammal that's eaten by people in some cases, and the people got sick because they ate the civet that had this new virus in it, and that led to the first uh, SARS outbreak. That was not a very transmissible virus. That virus was pretty much transmitted by eating it, a little bit human to human, easily contained by social isolation and, and quarantine. Now the current coronavirus looks like it's about 97% identical to a coronavirus that we can identify on bats right now. And it's about 70% identical to the coronavirus that was present in the year 2000 that caused the first SARS. Again, just reminding us that this is nature. Nature has evolution. Nature has genetic change. Uh, people change. Viruses change. Animals change. This is all part of the normal way of living. So when you think about what we're experiencing right now, realize that this isn't a one-time event, that we've had viral infections in the past. We have flu viruses every year. We have more severe ones like the Spanish flu. We have the current pandemic. And it's important to remember that these things come and they go and they tend to come and go fairly quickly. The normal time course seems to be about six to 18 months. And remember with past pandemics, and it's actually believed that a coronavirus may have caused the 1890 pandemic that was called the flu pandemic that killed a million people worldwide, um, that in the past we had no specific treatments. We had no uh, vaccines. We had no tests to identify people. And we didn't have that in 1890. We didn't have that in 1918. And this whole idea of being able to use medicine to ramp down these pandemics is a new thing. And that in the past, without any of these, these viruses tend to come through our population in a relatively short period of time, and they pass through. Unfortunately, they do harm people, they do kill people, but we get over them. They come and they go. And people should know that that's what we're seeing here. We're seeing something that is coming, and it's likely right now to be going. So as we think about bringing our society back to normal, there isn't going to be a time or a point where we can say, this one is over. We'll know it in the way we live. We'll know it when there are no new cases showing up in hospitals. We'll know when people stop dying of the coronavirus. So it'll, it'll become aware to us, but you can't point to a date and say, well, on May 1st or May 15th or, or June 1st or June 15th. But generally, it's months to a year, year and a half at most. And again, people get over this with or without medical intervention in almost every case. Now, we should use our medicines. We should certainly have vaccines if we can develop them, medicines to treat it, better testing, but that's not a mandate to get back to normal. So again, ramp down the fear. We as living beings and part of the tapestry of nature will resist being made sick and ill and dying of, of this virus and future viruses, and we can deal with it. We're better able to deal with it than ever before. So it's going very well in terms of the pandemic. We're heading in the right direction. We're doing all we can to save people that are affected. It looks like it's ramping down. Our surge is very low. This is part of natural living, natural life for human beings. Don't be terrified. Don't be frightened. Live, live smartly. And I think that within a fairly short period of time, things will be much more normal than they are now. And we can remember this pandemic as a past event. Thank you and have a great week.